Hello, uh, my name is Athena Panagopoulou. I'm a lawyer. We are here to discuss the developments in the NBL market, a subject that was discussed in almost every panel here today. Uh, we have with us uh, Mr. Thodoros Athanasopoulos, Executive General Manager of Non-Performing Laws Wholesale Banking of Alpha Bank. Mr. George Yorakopoulos, Executive General Manager, Non-Core Business and Structuring Portfolio of Piraeus Bank. Mr. George Katsikas, Executive Director, Financial Institutions Group of uh, UBS London. Uh, and Mr. Dimitrios Psaris, partner of Oliver Wyman. And Dr. Martin Churta, CEO of the Hellenic Financial Stability Fund. So there has been increasing interest in the RBL market, and it looks like the market is finally opening up. The first transaction under the new legal framework for NPLs has been concluded between Eurobank and Intrum, and more transactions are on the way. The Hellenic Stability Fund is monitoring the process of progress being made in the market. Uh, Martin, you, will you give us an insight of the role of the HFSF and how you are assisting the banks in their targets to effectively manage their NP exposures? Thank you. Uh, the HFSF uh, is playing a major role, and um, I found it interesting that George from McKinsey also mentioned us, uh, because we have, um, let's say, various levels where we can be active. But let me tell you a little bit about the HFSF, because I'm not sure that everyone knows what HFSF stands for, apart from Hellenic Financial Stability Fund. The Hellenic Financial Stability Fund, the Tukusu in Greek, uh, was founded in 2010. And uh, that was a compromise solution. And uh, then the fund, and the fund was very small in the beginning. Uh, then the recapitalization came, uh, 13, 14, 15, and uh, the fund became more and more important. Now the fund is a shareholder uh, in the four systemic banks has 40% in MBG, has 27% in Pareos, has 11% in Alpha, and 2% in Eurobank. And now we uh, have uh, the role uh, of bringing stability into the financial system to make the banks profitable, sustainable, uh, from a long-term perspective, and uh, MPL, MPE, is one of our functions uh, we are destined to um, assist the banks with, but that's not the only part. Uh, we also uh, take care of the corporate governance and all of this. And we are part, we are part of the Hellenic Corporation and um, um, uh, assets, uh, uh, assets and participations, although we do not report. We are 100% owned by the Ministry of Finance, and we have a strong uh, influence from the European institutions. That means they are on our general council, which is the supervisory board, uh, and um, uh, with the observers uh, from the Commission and uh, from uh, Frankfurt and from, uh, from Luxembourg, from the ESM. So this is just an intro in what we are doing. And uh, on the MPL front, uh, we are issuing every year 
uh, a report on the MPL impediments. And uh, the most important one was the one in 2015 because that one led uh, to material changes in the law, in the bankruptcy law, in the civil code, uh, in the MPL law, in all of those. Uh, and there was a report, an update 2016, and the latest one will be issued very soon. We just have to go through our supervisory board, um, which will be next week, and by the end of the year, it will be on our website. And there are still impediments, uh, even for the, uh, for the changed uh, law, uh, but um, the, the biggest steps were done already, uh, and that's the, the bankruptcy law, uh, that's the civil code, which means uh, for the e-auctions uh, bankruptcy law, uh, which defines roles uh, and, uh, and makes um, uh, some, some issues very, very easy, or le relatively easy, let's put it this way, uh, and also for the uh, out-of-court uh, uh, framework, uh, that was also done. Um, so, and we are also an observer in the, uh, uh, in the MPL committee, which is um, uh, organized by the, the Banking Association. We're giving our input there. And uh, uh, by the law, we have special rights uh, where um, we can um, uh, monitor and we can instruct the banks. Uh, they are the uh, RFAs, uh, the Relationship Framework Agreements, and uh, we are a shareholder uh, where we have uh, frequent meetings with the, with the board of directors, with the management, um, and um, so we can uh, give them our views uh, how the MPL and MPE um, uh, solutions should be done. Thank you. Uh, now from the bank's perspective, um, can you please update us on the progress that uh, have been made so far by the banks in the key areas considered as building blocks related to the development and implementation of the NBL strategy? What are the technical issues that the banks are facing when selling NBLs and how are they resolved? And are the banks ready to meet the expectation of the, expectation of the investors? Well, uh, thank you from my part. Uh, I think when uh, looking at what the Greek banks have done in terms of MPL, one should take into account uh, where they started for and what is the micro environment. Uh, of course, one can comment that the pace of NPE reduction uh, in the system is uh, good but not adequate and it has to accelerate. But on the other hand, we have to bear in mind uh, that the banks have been operating under an unforeseen crisis for Greece, which is lengthy. The banks uh, went through a consolidation period whereby not only did they consolidate themselves, but they also operationally changed internally by creating four internal, we can say non-core units with uh, quite an operational struggle to invest on technology, uh, set up processes and policies, and actually adhere with the problem during the recession. And of course, since the last two years, one has to take into account that the economy retained the negative GDP reduction with a cumulative drop of 30%. The banks have operated under a capital, uh, um, under a, a regime, under a capital controls regimes. That being said, 
In a very challenging environment, the banks in the last year have submitted business plans to the SSM for the reduction of MPAs, and they have managed to uh, decelerate from MPLs, but at a slow pace, and this year has been uh, inevitably been dominated by write-offs on parts of the book which uh, have been uh, liquidated in the past. On the other hand, the judicial framework, as Mr. Judah said, has been recently changed. Uh, I think we are at a level in terms of uh, legal regime that we are not perfect, but we can transact and we can start operating. And bear in mind that we are talking about 10 pillar resolution in an economy in recession whereby no auction actually took place in the last years. This is important not just because of the recoveries that one can get through the auction, but it's quite important to recreate a payment behavior in Greece. Having said that, it is evident that we are talking about a very clear environment, uh, a very difficult environment that the banks operated, which was more of operational and uh, target setting and building up business plans, which were only performed in 2017. If we compare with other jurisdictions, and we're going now to the investor community, we'll understand that the banks until uh, this year, they had not the ability to proceed with portfolio sales. Not only because there was no legal uh, framework regime in place, but also due to the fact that there were no services in the market. So you can understand an NPL resolution in an economy where more than 50% uh, of the GDP is actually invested, if I may say, in NPLs with no services and no market-based transactions. Are the banks going to use these kind of uh, solutions, market-based solutions. I think from the report coming out from Bank of Greece, we'll see that in a total NPE reduction of almost 40 billion in the next three years, we see that the banks have targeted 30% of this reduction coming out with portfolio sales. The first sale took place by Eurobank end of this year, and all the four banks are following with transactions the first quarters of unsecured credit. So unless we had all these changes within the banks, segmentation, business plans, uh, build-up of coverage, of course, and impairment levels and granular strategies, but also a framework, I think we would not be in a position to discuss about NP reduction. In that sense, uh, given that the macro situation is improved, we see that on the GGB yields, one can assume that the bid-ask spread between banks banks and investors will gradually go out because certain uncertainties uh, exist, but there is a big challenge for the banks. And the challenge is that they work granularly on the portfolios. The quality of information that they put forward to the investment community is, uh, uh, is such that allows for the investor to take a logical let's say assumption on the value of the portfolio that the strategies can develop. And of course, the banks have to tap the market uh, with a clear signal that they are willing to transact, which means that if the banks uh, should prepare the portfolios and work with their advisors to have a clear understanding of the value proposition and not withdrawing the market and leaving the market uh, or the investors after a clear uh, investment that they made. We saw the first corporate NPL trade in December. We are currently on the process of selling uh, the fish farming sector and, of course, also selling a large telecommunication company. And we think that these transactions alongside 
with the uh, portfolios uh, that are going to tap the market are quite important to be well prepared and will signal the market. If these transactions are efficient and they conclude, I think gradually the relationship between the banks and the investors uh, will ameliorate and uh, we will have a clear signal to the investor and community. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, now, from the bank's perspective again, um, there are other high-end payout jurisdictions uh, that face similar problems as Greece. Um, we have seen more progress in these jurisdictions, uh, um, in some of the jurisdictions. What are they doing differently? I think Thenya, uh, thank you. If I may take a few seconds just to introduce myself. My name is uh, Giorgio Jacopoulos. I've been now with Piraeus Bank uh, for the last uh, two months. Uh, before that, I was I'm a long-term banker. Before that, I was for 22 years with uh, Barclays, mostly in Western Europe. I did a few years with Eurobank in Eastern Europe, and I was most recently the CEO of uh, Eurobank in Romania and then the chief executive of a company called For Finance, which does uh, uh, digital lending. So I spent all my working career actually outside of my home country. So going back the last uh, two months, I asked myself a couple of times the question, but hey, many other countries seeing it from the outside, you see? Many other countries had issues. Spain had issues, Portugal had issues, Ireland had issues, Cyprus had issues. Why are all those countries you know, back in the black now and uh, growing at the time, my home country is not doing, uh, is not anywhere in that, uh, in that same trajectory. I think the first thing here to, if you start digging into it, you see, the first thing you find out, I think, rather easily, is that, uh, well, actually the Greek financial crisis is much, much deeper. And it, uh, the recession or depression, as somebody in a panel called it earlier today, has lasted for much, much longer. If you look at the, the crisis in Spain that I happen to know quite well, actually, is it, it related primarily to one, uh, one type of asset, real estate, which is relatively easier to solve because, you know, you wait for the price, the price takes, you know, the right level, and then the, the problem sort of solves itself out. Of course, some people have lost money on the way, which is equity holders, banks, etc but it is a lot more focused, concentrated, contained, or containable type of problem. Now, this is not the case for Greece. Greece lost 30% of its GDP uh, in a couple of years, and actually the GDP level in the country now is the same as it was in 1999, you know, 20 years back. So it has got, you know, very deeply into recession or consumption today or investment today actually is lower than it was in 1999. So it has lost a lot of its, uh, of its uh, financial strength and uh, power. It has seen unemployment up to 28%. Thankfully now is much lower and decreasing. It has seen uh, house prices falling from 102 to 58. Thankfully now it is stabilizing, so it is good news. So it has suffered a much deeper type crisis. In addition, I don't hear it discussed that much, but has gone through a deep banking crisis as well as a result of the credit and liquidity crisis. I think about 12 banks got liquidated, which is not something that happens every day in, in, in Europe. Therefore, much deeper and wide, wider type uh, crisis. Now, 
what Greece did not do very well, and I think Theodoris alluded a bit on it actually, is that the banks could have moved a bit faster probably, could have set up specialist units a bit earlier. They only did that in, in, in 15, uh, 14. And uh, one can say, hey, the legal uh, environment was a bit too slow to adapt. We heard today that uh, it took up to 14, 15, you know, for the, or, or even uh, actually this year, 17, for a couple of legislative measures critical for this business to go through and get implemented. Now, the good news is that they are now implemented. So what is different? Well, what has been different is the Greece had a depression, the others did not. And the Greece ended up with 45% and 50% NPEs of the banking books, of the banking system. If you look at the financials and compare it with, with other European countries, the second group is about 20, and most countries are well below 10. So the problem is much, much bigger, much, much uh, deeper. But now, I think we are in quite good place. I will not repeat what everybody said you know so far, i.e. the developments on GDP, uh, consumer, consumer sentiment, uh, PMI indexes, and, and so on and so forth, which are all important. I would say more narrowly in terms of how the banking system is, is prepared. Now the units, the right units in the banks are in place, and I have responsibility, among other things, for one of them in the largest banking group, which is Piraeus Bank. The legal framework is adequate, can be improved, but it is adequate, and it is there. And there is an ecosystem of support services, being that legal services, liquidating type uh, services, servicers themselves uh, for the loans, etc. Uh, on a bit uh, deeper now, and, and moving forward on how you know, the issue can be uh, solved, you know, take the premise that we speak about 100 billion plus NPEs, and actually we have 32 of them, and how do you deal with them? I think the answer is you deal with them only one way, which is decisively. This is how you have to deal with them. And uh, Thodoris said, you know, and I'm sure this is the case for all other banks, not only for, for Piraeus and Alpha, you know, the banks do have plans how to get rid of them decisively and deal with them decisively. Specifically, what we are going to do, and I believe others will as well, we will do deeper and decisive restructurings. And this to start with financial type restructurings. We said it publicly, we said in the last investor call uh, that they participated as well, that we intend to do 10 times more deep restructurings in the business portfolio, and our portfolio is two-thirds business, than we did previously. Of course, this has a number of implications, including losses for us, but they're budgeted for, expected, and provided for. Um, secondly, it's not enough that the banks do their own part, because you see, and this is what the colleague from McKinsey was saying before, if you look at the landscape deeper, you find out that the companies do not only need financial restructuring, i.e. they need to make the debt sustainable. They need more than that usually. What they need more is they need um, uh, probably different management, control systems, strategy, etc., etc., etc. And the banks, we can be uh, a catalyst for those changes to take place, but we cannot do them ourselves, you know, only. We need the companies to participate. Now, very good news, and that would be my final point here. What other countries saw to help them, help, to help them solve the situation of the MPs, so inflow of foreign capital coming in to assist with the reduction and dealing with them. We see very good signs in Greece as well. Uh, what we see right now is we see very strong interest 
in purchase of NPLs. Actually, we, Piraeus Bank, we are running, as we speak, two transactions, one 1.5 billion secured, corporate and SME, and one another half, half a billion unsecured, and we have very, very strong interest. On the secured part, we have 30 plus NDA signed investors looking into our data. So there is interest in the uh, uh, transactions, very good start. Secondly, we see very strong interest in private equities and strategic investors who are prepared to come in and put money to deeply restructure companies. We are running a number of processes, usually with other banks as well, telecom sector, medical sector, real estate, etc. We see interest from investors to come in uh, and, and, uh, and uh, recapitalize the target entities and restructure them, which is absolutely necessary. And thirdly, we see interest in the real estate investment as well. We have quite a bit of portfolio, obviously. We're quite a bit of a good test case, whether there is interest, and uh, there is. So all in all, the case has been very different in that specific country compared to others. Much deeper uh, issue. Quite a few structural things had to change. Most of them have been changed. What we need now is decisiveness from all parties involved. I think this is mostly in place. And we need capital as well, and this seems to be forthcoming too. Thank you. George, uh, George says that there is interest from investors. Do you say that it's you? Is there investors' appetite? And what are the asset types and volumes that are of interest to investors? And what are the key challenges for extracting value from the NPL assets? Sure. Thank you very much, Senya. Uh, first of all, I certainly confirm and, and on behalf of, of, of my institution that we do see a lot of uh, interest for, for, for Greek MPs across the board. Uh, unfortunately, our, our, our system can, can offer you know, SMEs, retail, secure, unsecure, across all the, all, all the, all the products. And, and we can see incrementally people coming down to Athens and trying to assess the opportunity. Um, and we have actually many live transactions in the market and most of the big, uh, well-known international firms being in Athens conducting due diligence, which is an extremely positive uh, sign. Now, obviously, the catalyst in terms of uh, asset types, as you, as you mentioned, Thenia, uh, we expect to be uh, the CRE-backed uh, NPLs rather than the, so to speak, low-hanging fruit, which is a retail highly covered exposures. Uh, and we have not seen a transaction of this nature yet in Greece. We have seen, obviously, Eurobank's uh, uh, unsecured trade. Uh, the other mar banks are in the market for the same type of, 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 of product. You know, the interesting is the result of, 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 the, of the secured uh, NPEs, which is the real sort of catalyst in the overall NPE uh, resolution and will tangibly impact the, 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 the economic recovery of SMEs or larger corporates. Uh, obviously, you know, putting that into context, we should we should all remember what all the Greek banks have 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 dealt with over the past couple of years, over the, over the past probably five to seven years, and uh, NPE resolution appears to be the last obstacle in this in this very tough journey, and uh, in combination with the SSM targets, which are very uh, very strict and 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 they have to be. To be, to be executed perfectly by the end of 2019, we do expect incremental activity starting from the first quarter of 2018 and obviously uh, being intensified all the way uh, until till the end of 2019. But also further, because banks have, have gone 
further and they have sort of uh, extrapolated, if I may, the, the, the SSM targets to 2020 and onwards, aiming to, to, to fully cleaning up their balance sheets. This is not going to be, obviously, an, an easy sort of value extraction uh, exercise for all the MPE uh, investors. But once the legal framework, which is now there, and it's very important, once it gets traction, uh, we do expect to see a lot of value uh, extraction and win-win situations for, for, for all the stakeholders. Uh, there is a very interesting initiative called the Solar Project. Uh, and uh, I think Dimitris will tell us more about this, uh, uh, the, the goals of this initiative, the description of the process and the types of assets involved uh, and the progress, progress made so far. Thank you, thank you. Hi, everyone. So my name is Dimitris Charis. I'm a partner with Oliver Wyman in London, and I'm, I'm responsible for, our, um, for serving our Greek and Cypriot clients. I think um, as we've been working with the Greek banks over the last few years, we've been working mostly on their individual NP strategy. Um, and their own operating model. I think both in the CEO panel that uh, earlier today, uh, as well as the pre presentation we just showed, one word um, was, was uh, mentioned loud and clear, which is collaboration. I think the industry started realizing that cross-bank collaboration is particularly important in resolving the issue, with particular focus on, on difficult NP segments. We saw in the, in, in, in the previous presentation, uh, the ferries industry, I think one other industry I'm about to talk about is the SME segment, sorry, segment of the industry. Um, and I'm not going to go into details on why SMEs or small and medium-sized enterprises are difficult to be managed. I guess you all, you all are aware there are many. The information about them is not there due to the lower reporting requirements. And at the same time, they're not that much easier to actually be resolved. They still require some turnaround and, and restructuring skills from, from spe specialists. Um, importantly, though, um, most of those customers in Greece are multi-banked. So they actually uh, have exposure with more than one banks, which creates an extra layer of complexity as there are uh, different incentives among banks based on the position, the collateral liens, and so on and so forth. Um, so, I think there's a slide that I was promised and a clicker, which I don't have. Um, okay, there you go. So, I think uh, before we go into the details, um, um, it's basically just a single page I'd like to show you. And, and I would like to say that I'm also speaking under the control of uh, George and Theodore, because um, this is genuinely um, probably the first private uh, sector-led industry-wide NPL management initiative that we've seen in Europe. Um, and um, so how it started is last May, together with the banks, we, we kicked off this project called Solar, uh, which aimed to answer two main questions. Question number one is, is there merit in collaborating um, in managing those SME clients? And if the answer to that question is yes, could this actually, could this work? Could we make it happen? Um, so on the first question, and before we go to the details, we analyzed the entire SME NP universe of Greece. And it quite quickly became clear, um, even before the, the summer break, that the platform would be additive. And we observed some interesting things. For example, um, you know, time to restructure was directly correlated with the number of banks involved. So the more banks involved in the process, the more time it took for a company to be restructured. So collaboration would increase speed. Um, we also found specific clients that would be considered viable by some of the banks. Um, by non-viable, but by some other banks. Um, and that was both an issue of different definitions within the banks, um, as well as uh, different information um, availability. The third is collaboration of the banks 
um, um, would increase cooperation of the clients. We actually found a lot of clients that were only cooperating with one of the banks, so they were somewhat gaming the system. Uh, and, and, and lastly, um, costs, you know. Um, banks are paying for advisors or for, for, for auditors to do IBRs, for lawyers, for, for the same clients. So, so um, managing them together will also generate synergies. So very quickly, we conclude with the banks, and if we can, I don't know, Senya, if you have the clicker or someone can move to the actual page, next page. So after we, after we were all convinced that there is actually merit in collaborating, the immediate next step was to figure out a way to make this work. Um, so we, we changed a lot of names together with the banks. We called it the virtual bad bank or a collaboration platform or a restructuring platform, uh, and we ended up just calling it Solar just to make sure we, we all mean the same thing. Uh, but essentially, starting from the right, the first step was to identify the perimeter. We're talking about about 25 billion of SMEs. We, we concluded to a perimeter that is sizable but manageable. Uh, we aimed for a perimeter of, an initial perimeter of 2 to 3 billion, which consists of relatively big clients um, that are largely operational, as we all agree that, agreed that the main value out of this platform would be to turn non-viable clients in the eyes of the banks to actually viable clients through injecting uh, new funding. Then the second step after identifying the perimeter is to, was to align the banks into creating a single restructuring platform. So we had to co-create and be a little bit invent inventive there together with the banks um, on a number of areas. And the primary objective was that all banks, all four banks would benefit from the upside on a portfolio level and on a debtor level would not be worse off than the liquidation scenario. So the platform would actually only provide upside uh, to the banks. We, we developed a common recovery strategy in the form of a common credit policy for those banks aligned on segmentation criteria, viability criteria, and definitions and, and treatments of those customers. We agreed on an interbank governance framework, uh, which is hopefully um, uh, will prove to be simple and efficient. So the decision-making process is extremely streamlined. It doesn't involve going back to the bank's committees. It essentially um, uh, provides some delegated authority to the platform. And we developed together um, with the banks, a set of methodologies and rules on how the proceeds would then feed back to the bank. So how would these proceeds from all possible solutions that we designed together be reallocated back to the four banks? And then we designed the structural elements of the platform, such as who is going to be providing the services, who is actually going to be owning the platform, how new funding will come into, 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 into the play, etc. So we concluded all of this during the summer, and as you perhaps have, have heard, that the, this process has been running since the autumn, since autumn where we detailed the operational, some of the operational components further um, to make sure that the, there are no legal or operational impediments that we might have missed. We have run an extensive RFP process to identify a servicer. We're down to three services, and, and hopefully before year-end, the banks will have agreed on, on selecting one that will run the platform. And we are now in the last print before Christmas, so that in Q1 we can, we can then start operationalizing together with the selected servicer this, this platform. Thank you. Uh, I have five minutes. Uh, unless uh, anybody wants to say something more, we can, we can answer questions if there are any. When it comes to restructuring, can you actually go in and uh, put in new management, fire and hire, sell assets? I mean, are you free to go in and do what's necessary? 
Well, I think let me, let me take it and Thodoris, uh, who is a long-standing uh, practitioner in Greece, can, uh, can add up. I think, uh, yes, there are tools today to, with special administration type uh, rules and uh, you can get in and you can take control of it. I think I would say it's more a question of uh, is a commercial bank, because this is what we are, the right party to go and uh, do that. The answer is, I think, can be a catalyst for that. If you need uh, deeper changes, including capital structure, my personal preference is to see how we partner with industry players, being that private equity firms and or uh, sector industry uh, players, you know, ideally with the right expertise, to come in and do the restructuring. So yes, the tools are largely there, could be improved. Question is how you do it. I think you do it with the right uh, partnership and we have quite a few cases working as we speak in fish farming, telecoms, medical, real estate. As we speak, we're cutting deals. No, I, I share the view that the toolkit is wider and it is there, but there are practical issues. Uh, for example, Joe said we can use this special liquidation process which seems to be dominating the market for non-cooperative borrowers and management which is a liquidation process, which at the same time means that it's not so, let's say, efficient on uh, sectors whereby suppliers' credit is quite high because at the end of the day you liquidate and you might lose the going concern just because the suppliers will cut off. Uh, so this is one problem, and the problem is that we are lacking uh, legal processes for non-cooperative management. The corporate law in Greece is quite protective for shareholders, even in the case that they have zero equity or negative equity. The second thing is one stepping in, uh, is the management liability, and I'm not too referring to the bank executive's liability, but I'm referring to the management itself. So if you step in as a CEO in Greece into a medium to large size company, you might end up, if the restructuring fails, being liable for the uh, tax and uh, social security claims that might arise. This is a very big problem in terms of talent, to my mind, because some of these restructuring will succeed, some of these restructurings will fail. And in a small economy like Greece, we might have 170 billion of uh, GDP, but uh, once you want to attract talent and get the best of management, uh, either yourself or, as I agree with George, in partnership with uh, private equity firms that know how to do that because the commercial banks, they don't know, uh, you might, this is a big impediment for practitioners and CEOs that want to undertake. So I think the overall statement is that the banks are more decisive to do things like that. Uh, we saw that in 2017. We seems, uh, we've seen some liquidations and we've seen some transactions with investors that actually uh, moved into a change of control. We are lacking a clear and fast process for non-cooperative managements, which usually there's a corporate governance issue because they're management and shareholder and they are acting as a shareholder rather than management. And one thing that should be definitely tapped and I'm taking out, because this is not the, the platform to discuss it, I'm taking out the uh, bank employees' uh, liability. One thing that should definitely be addressed is the liability of professional management teams uh, when running a business. This is quite important either for us 
or for the private equity investment. We are better, but we have things to do going forward. All right, yes. Thank you. Any comment on if you have multi-jurisdictions, if let's say 50 or 51% of the target assets are in Greece, but you have the other um, targets in other, other uh, countries, are you getting traction and interest from those type of uh, dispos dispositions? Anyone that applies? I think, uh, look, although we have uh, two of us and, and the other uh, uh, two Greek banks, we have subsidiaries in the region as well. Typically, the interest that we get at this point in time is for Greek-specific uh, risk. So this is what attracts the most interest. I guess it is an asset class that is clearly understood, valued, and this is what attracts the, the, the most of the interest. Well, in companies in multiple jurisdictions, I think there are not so many in Greece, uh, but in one on two that they have assets across uh, Europe that we are currently working with uh, George and his team and the other bank teams, I can tell you it's a very difficult uh, and expensive situation when you have a borrower which is across Europe. Uh, you have to understand where the value lies and my mind, this is definitely a case whereby you need expertise and you need to engage uh, somebody who has the operational expertise and the understanding of the different jurisdictions. Uh, but there are not, this is not a big portion of our problem because uh, companies with multiple jurisdictions that operate under multiple jurisdictions, there are not that many in Greece. I, I would like to, to comment on um, the, the equation before uh, on the restructurings. Uh, that is what um, uh, we can assure you that this is really on top of the agenda. It's the restructuring. It's not um, uh, the writing uh, off anymore as it was uh, very much practiced in the first uh, six months of this year. It's now the restructuring which has all of the attention of us as a shareholder of the Bank of Greece, uh, of the Commission uh, in Brussels, of the government and so forth. So this is really it. And we uh, appreciate the efforts which are being done uh, in the MPL uh, forum and in the committee, which George is now heading, and, uh, and the initiative um, uh, with Oliver Wyman, uh, with the SMEs. Uh, so uh, we see that as the way forward and not as just writing off, but restructuring, a positive constructive restructuring so that we, we do not see the redefault rates rising again, all of this. No, uh, a, a, a constructive restructuring uh, with the parties involved. And I also see the lawmakers uh, uh, helping us in that respect. Um, be it the judges which will now uh, or who will now um, receive training um, and also the amendments uh, to the um, bankruptcy law and all of this, this will all help. But restructuring is the name of the game. Okay. Concludes our discussion. Thank you very much. Thank you all. Thank you. Bye.